You're listening to another inspiring teaching from Devonport Church of Christ, Tasmania, Australia. For more information about our church, please log on to www.devonportcoc.com.au. Thank you, uh, Pastor Blake. Great to be uh, back in Devonport. I wasn't sure I was going to make it yesterday, and, uh, but it was great to fly in this morning into beautiful Tasmania. And can I say congratulations to you as a congregation, to your elders, your leaders, your staff, Pastor Blake and Alison, and what you've done with the building. Just, uh, I was here last year, middle of the year, and you're kind of partway through the process and of ex- renovating, extending, uh, pulling things down, building things up, and just coming up the road this morning and seeing the, the frontage of the building. Um, all the people going to HJs and KFC know there's a church in town, don't they? It's fabulous what you've done. So congratulations for your faith your courage, uh, your sacrifice, your giving to make it happen. I love it when churches do what you've done over the last few years. So uh, congratulations. You can give yourselves a round of applause if you would like to. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. i going to jump into the scriptures this morning. Mark chapter 10, uh, verse 46. Then they came to Jericho. They is Jesus and a large crowd, and we're going to find out in the story what the crowd was doing, where it was going. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. We can tell as we read the various gospel stories that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. He's leaving the lowest city on the planet. Jericho is 250 plus meters below sea level. Uh, Jerusalem is about 750 metres above sea level, so they're actually traversing up 1,000 metres within just a short matter of 25 kilometres. Short journey, but a journey that goes up a hill, and this large crowd is heading Jerusalem with a sense of great excitement. There's a a buzz in the air. Last weekend, I was at Optus Stadium when the Mighty Dockers won a final. Didn't do so well last night, but that's okay, I'm happy. And uh, I remember being in the stadium with my son and two of my grandsons, 58,000 people, and the roar that would go up in the crowd and the, the buzz as that crowd was leaving, because primarily Dockers fans, uh, the buzz in the crowd as we were leaving with the win. It's always good when you come away from an event feeling like you've had a win, feeling like there's been a, an event that your, your organization or your team has moved forward. And uh, this large crowd is heading Jerusalem thinking that Jesus is going to be crowned king in Jerusalem. They're expecting that Jesus will march into Jerusalem, kick the Romans out, and establish the kingdom of God to reign in Jerusalem and throughout all Israel and eventually the whole world. And there's a buzz in this crowd. And as they're leaving Jericho, we find a blind man, Bartimaeus. We, we don't know how he was blind. I don't know about you, but every now and again, uh, Blake, I'd love to see some footnotes in the Bible, a little bit of explanation. Was he born blind? Was he in a war in the Romans and got blind there? Was it a farming accident, a disease? Who knows? But he was born blind. And back in that day, there was no Centrelink, no NDIS scheme to look after him. A blind person today in in Australia was very well looked after. But back in that day, you only got by by begging. You didn't have a family to look after you. He would go out on the roadside on the road leading up Jericho, looking for travelers who would go past and he tried to get amongst the strangers and probably had a little tin and rattled his tin. Kind of yelled out every now and again, blind guy here, feed me. And some people chuck him a few scraps from their Domino's pizza they'd had the night before or throw him a few coins. 
kind of trying to just, just scrape a living day by day. He's sitting by the roadside begging, and he, you heard, you heard the crowd. And if you're blind and you hear a crowd go by, you know it's not a morning, it's not a funeral crowd. It's not quiet, it's not somber and sad, it's a buzz. People are, people are chatting, people are laughing, people are joy. And you can tell there's a lot of noise, it's a large crowd. And he thinks to himself, well, this might be a very good day for business. I might rattle my tin a little bit louder, I might get more donations, I might have a feast tonight, the large crowd. Happy people are givers, happy people are generous with what they've got. And I'm gadgeting him sitting there and... So he asks someone in the crowd, what, what, what's going on? What, what's the crowd about? And someone tells him, oh, it's Jesus. When he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth. I, I love that phrase. It wasn't Jesus of Rome. It wasn't Jesus of Jerusalem. It wasn't Jesus from the powerful industrial, military, religious centers of the day. It was Jesus of Nazareth. Did anything good come out of that place? It's Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus who has come for the, the places that are on the side, the places that are discounted, the places that are forgotten. He's come for not the somebodies, he's come for the nobodies. I'm so glad that at 19 when I discovered Christ, when I came to Christ, gave my life to him, we've been singing and talking about amazing grace this morning. I remember at 19 coming to Jesus, discovering the forgiveness of the cross, the forgiveness of Jesus. I was thank, thanking the Lord so much that he came for a nobody like John Finkeldy. I mean, I didn't know the Lord. I didn't have a Christian heritage at all. I wasn't raised in a Christian home or in church, but he came for nobodies. He's come for the broken. He's come for the bruised. He's come for those who feel like they're on the side of the road. You might be sitting here this morning feeling a bit broken and bruised and side of the road that no one really cares. No one really notices you. You feel like you're not a somebody. On the, on the flight uh, last night, and again this morning, was Jackie Lambie. Uh, she's a local senator, I think, here uh, in, the, in the region. Well, I got to have a little chat to Jackie, not very long. I just asked her to help sort out the transport to the hotel. I said, come on, Jackie, pull some strings. She just laughed. She was quite a funny lady, actually, on chatting with the people around her. And, uh, you know, Jesus hasn't come for somebody who's powerful, Somebody who's got it all together. He's come for people who say, you know what? I'm just broken. I just need, I need Jesus. And blind Bartimaeus, his Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth is passing by. And there's no doubt that Bartimaeus had either heard of Jesus or heard him before. Because when he hears this Jesus of Nazareth, he begins to shout, He didn't whisper, I will save your ears by pulling the mic down. Jesus! He wasn't going to let Jesus just pass by and passively go, well, I've heard that Jesus has done some miracles, maybe he raised someone from the dead. I heard he's healed some lepers. I've heard he's done some remarkable things of feeding people. Just a little lunch, a little kid's lunch. Jesus, have mercy on me! He begins to yell out. And we discover later in the story, it's a shout of faith. It's a shout of faith. He begins to shout out literally in faith to the Lord because he wants the Lord to do a miracle in his life. What's your shout of faith at the moment? And sometimes a shout of faith is, is literally a shout. Clap your hands, all you people. 
Shout unto the Lord with the voice of praise, the psalm says. Jesus is actually going to come back with a shout, shouting throughout the scriptures. Sometimes it's actually good when you've got that thing that you're trying to uh, break through on. Pastor Blake was talking about this morning, the thing you want to shift, the thing you want to change. It might be a relational thing. It might be a business thing, a, a work thing. It might be just an attitude or an addiction that you've got. Sometimes you have to get out of what is the normal standard run-of-the-mill action and actually come to a shout of faith. And sometimes it's literally a shout of faith. Maybe, maybe what you need to do is just head out the back blocks here of Devonport, get out into a paddock and actually shout to the Lord with all your voice. Maybe even driving around. Don't do this with people in the car, but driving around. Maybe have a shout to the Lord this week. Someone will just think you're having a big argument on your phone with someone else. They'll see you yelling in the car and think, oh, what are they doing? I must be on the phone having a serious argument with the spouse. It won't care. Some of you actually need to physically, literally shout to the Lord, Lord, I'm believing you to change that situation. Sometimes a shout of faith is a, is a spiritual practice. Uh, three years ago, three and a half years ago, I was facing some challenges. My, my best friend had cancer. My best mate, known him since high school, got cancer, had a, a lump growing underneath his ear here, getting larger. Uh, my wife was struggling with some health issues. I'm getting older, and who knows, as you get older, your body is looking for a resurrection. Can someone say amen to that, please? You're not that old, bro. You shouldn't be saying amen yet. <laughs> I was looking for our ministry to break out, a grow healthy ministry. We've been consulting for 10, 11 years around the world, and just wanted to see God expand that and prosper that and help us get through. And I had another thing before. I had five things and I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm going to do, and, and I, I call it now a shout of faith, I'm going to do something that I don't like doing. I mean, it's not as bad as you young people giving up coffee. I mean, that is seriously. <sighs> I actually saw a Yowie post it somewhere on Facebook. He'd given up coffee for a month, and just a shudder went through my whole spine. I thought, oh, just scrolling past that really quickly. I'm, I'm happy. I'll, I'll give you money, Yowie. I'll make a donation today as long as I can keep drinking coffee. And, and I will make a donation today. I will do that. Uh, but, but, oh, man. So I, I decided to do something I, I don't like doing. It's called, fa, 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 fa. it's hard to say the word, fa, fa, fasting. Who likes food here? Oh, man, who loves food? Come on. I, lo I love food. But I was, I was so desperate. For God to shift and change things, I thought, Lord, I'm, I'm going to put a line in the sand. I'm going to believe for these things to move. And I wrote them down on a bit of paper. Still got the bit of paper three and a half years later. Wrote down my, my mate's name, Rod. Wrote down a few things, five things all up. Fasted for five days. I said, Lord, I'm going nuts. I'm going to do five-day fast. You know, the, this, is, this is a miracle. The fast went so well, I thought, I think I'll just keep rolling. Six days, seven days. Eight days. Now you're wondering how far I went, eh? Nine days. I did a 10-day fast. I tell you what, I, I've done fasting before and felt crook and not enjoyed it. This just had a grace of God on it. It wasn't me. And I just did a 10-day fast and I got my little bit of paper every day and, Lord, here I am. I'm yelling at you. I'm getting your attention because I, I, I refuse to let these things stay the same. I actually think in the last two and a half years of the pandemic, 
The fact that you're still in church is a shout of faith. The fact that you have maintained your faith, but beyond maintaining your faith, you've maintained a commitment to meeting together as a people of God. Can I say, well done. Well done, church. To me, that's a shout of faith. What's your shout of faith at the moment? Sometimes a shout of faith is just enduring, believing God. And on that list, my friend just found out two weeks ago, cancer is in remission. Five years battle with that. He's in remission. It's so cool. He's such a cool friend. I don't want to lose him early. One of those other things on the list, completely done. Thank you, Lord, two down. Another one of those lists, done, completely done. Three of those things knocked over. The other two, still waiting for fullness in them. But you know what? I'm still yelling. I've still got the bit of paper, and every now and again I'll say, Lord, Lord, I want you to change this. God, I want you to come through. Sometimes just going through the day-by-day normal routine as a believer is not enough. Sometimes you've got to yell, Jesus! Sometimes you've got to get out of where it's kind of normative. And I like the next verse. Verse 48. Many rebuked him. <laughs> Imagine telling, told him to be quiet. Imagine telling a blind guy yelling out to shut up. How rude. Whenever you're going to do a shout of faith, whenever you're going to step out in a fresh way, you will get some people being rude to you. You'll get some opposition. You'll have people saying, that won't work. Why, why bother? You kind of tried that before. You'll have people that will oppose you, and they told him to be quiet. But you know what he did? He shouted all the more. They blow you. I think he must have been an Australian. You can all nick off. Blow you. He shouted all the more. Son of David. And it's interesting. Only two people in the gospel use the phrase son of David about Jesus. The Syrophoenician woman, the Gentile woman, who talked to Jesus about getting healing from family and talked about dogs and that story. Son of David and here's Bartimaeus. He, he knew Jesus was a king. He recognized something about Jesus' kingship, his lordship, his ability to do amazing stuff. And verse 49 is a great verse. Jesus stopped. <laughs> you know, sometimes we can be too passive in our faith. Jesus is walking past. Imagine if he'd never yelled out. Have you ever thought that? Imagine if I'd never done that. Jesus is just walking past. He didn't stop and say, where's Bartimaeus? We're going to fix him up today. Now, Bartimaeus is doing an act of faith. Faith without works is a corpse. It's going in the grave. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't move anything. It doesn't shift, change anything. But Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up, on your feet. He's calling, don't you love the mob? One minute they're saying, shut up. Next minute, oh, he's calling you, up you get, no problem. Just ignore the mob, seriously, the mob are useless. The mob haven't got a clue. Throwing his cloak aside, I, I just picture him just, I, I see bits of Domino pizza on that cloak, I see a bit of a half-eaten pear, a little bit of a lamb chop left over, not much meat left on the bone, a few coins, he just flings it in the air. This guy's got faith. So I'm not going back to that begging stuff. He jumped to his feet, came to Jesus. Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? 
It's a fascinating question. It appears in the story before when James and John came to Jesus and asked him for something and Jesus asked them, what do you want me to do for you? And they were looking for sitting on the left and the right hand of the kingdom. Jesus said, well, I don't know about that. It was one of Jesus' favorite questions. What do you want me to do for you? What's your shout of faith? What do you want the Lord to do for you? What do you want the Lord to break through on? And for some of you, it's going to be a move through your disappointment of previous reaching out to God to go, you know what, I've kind of launched out before and reached out before and didn't seem to come off. And now you live your life in the shadow of that disappointment. Today, wipe the shadow away. It's a day to step past that disappointment. It's a day to step beyond that. It's a day to sort that out with Jesus and move into a place of a shout of faith in a fresh way. And the blind man said, Rabbi, there's a huge crowd here today. I want you to ask them all to give me something because then I won't have to beg for a month. Did he say that? No, he didn't. He didn't ask the Lord to bless his begging business. So he could have done that. Huge crowd. If Jesus said, right, everybody, empty your pockets out here for the blind Bart. Just help him out. Everyone empty your pockets. He would have had a huge offering that day. Probably wouldn't have had to beg for two or three months. But I love this guy because he shoots for the stars. He says, Rabbi, I want to see. Because the remarkable thing here is that no one in the Old Testament got healed of blindness. You won't find one person in the Old Testament got healed of blindness because the healing of the blind, the opening of blind eyes, was reserved for the Messiah. When Bartimaeus says, Rabbi, I want to see, you know what he's saying? You're the Christ. You're the Messiah. I'm convinced Bartimaeus has heard Jesus somewhere preaching. There's something in his heart has already stirred. When he says, Rabbi, I want to see, he said, you're different. You're unique. You're the one we're waiting for. You're the son of David. You're a king of kings. You're a lord of lords. You can do this. There is, I think, in the process of, if I can put it this way, developing a shout of faith, I think there's an elevation of how we think about God. I think we see the Lord in a different light. I think when we bring before him things that are impossible, things that are overwhelming in their challenge, they're actually saying, God, I, I'm seeing you as bigger than this. That's, that's, that's a difficult thing. That's a challenging thing. That's a, that's a monster. I don't know how to wrestle that monster to the ground, but I believe it's not as big as you. That's what a shout of faith is. There's something in the process, I think, of a shout of faith where you move into a place of seeing God bigger than how you've seen him before. And I found out my friend told me just the other week that his cancer had gone into remission. I thought, God, thank you. You're a great God. You're an amazing God. It doesn't mean everything I've ever prayed for or believed for has come to pass, but... When I see a miracle, I go, Lord, you're incredible. There's a fresh, fresh flow of worship. And Jesus says, doesn't even bother to say, be healed. He just says, go, 
Off you go. Your faith has healed you. Shout of faith has brought healing into your world. Immediately, Bartimaeus received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Why don't you close your eyes where you're sitting this morning? What's your shout of faith? What is the thing you believe in God to move in? What is the thing you're looking for the Lord to shift? It, it can be even something in your own heart, an attitude. It can be even a habit, a routine, a, a, a style of living that you want to break out of. What action are you going to take on it? Maybe, maybe it is going into a period of prayer that is more physical in the sense of more shouting. Maybe it is going for a drive every day around a few blocks of Devonport, shouting to the Lord, crying out to God, crying out to God. Maybe it is a fast. Maybe it is a, a fresh decision that disappointments of the past are not going to overshadow my life anymore. I'm going to move into a place of belief and faith. Make a brilliant decision today. Go ahead, where you sit. Make a brilliant decision to take a shout of faith to that challenge. And Lord, I'm praying right now for every soul in this building that as people make brilliant decisions to believe you, that you would give a gift of faith. Lord, you give out gifts of faith. They're not earnings of faith. There's a gift of faith. And I pray you would give each and every soul that's reaching out to you right now, give them a gift of faith. Give them a step to take to see the challenge they're facing broken through and shifted in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.